the way I approach this a lot, and I think this gives you a good idea that there's just not a single way to do an exit plan. There's a lot of different approaches. It depends on your personality and your experiences, as well as and then fitting that into something that works consistently for all of your clients. Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. We'll get into this episode's conversation right after this. As an advisor, you have the technical skills to assist business owners in exit planning. However, few advisors know how to package the process and use it to drive the demand for their service. Learn how when you attend an upcoming bootcamp workshop. Visit exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp to see the latest schedule and to register. That's exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp. Don't miss the opportunity to take advantage of all exit planning can offer and to set yourself apart from the competition. And we're here today for another episode of our world famous podcast. This podcast is geared towards thinking about planning for business owners, why we do it, how we do it, how it can go well. Occasionally we have a story about how it doesn't go well. We thought we'd go in a slightly different direction today and just talk about a, uh, an event that I was at yesterday. So yesterday I was in Indianapolis, which is a really nice city yeah. as it turns out. And I was talking, I was part of a group that was sort of presenting some ideas to an audience of professional advisors of all different kinds. I met lawyers, CPAs, employee benefits people, um, and a, a couple of other different kinds of firms were represented in the mm -hmm. professional. And then there were also business owners, just owners of privately held businesses located in the area who had been invited or had a contact and were able to attend this event. And, and it was a pretty good event. And I thought it really spoke to sort of the things that all of us are hearing from different directions and from our different sort of perspectives. So John asked me to sort of describe what that was. I was there to sort of give a high level on what's going on in privately held business in terms of their thinking about the future, planning for the future, doing something about the future. And, uh, and then some other advisors were there, and I'll give you like a tiny bit of, of detail about this, but uh, some other advisors were there to kind of give more concrete examples mm -hmm. of things that advisors <coughs> or business owners could think about to solve certain kinds of problems or to uh, achieve certain kinds of goals in businesses. And so, and so they asked me to sort of um, describe what's happening with business owners and, and the work that I see our advisor community mm -hmm. doing and then kind of hand it off. And, and I ended up kind of deciding after I thought about it for a little while that, that really there were two issues that are coming up very, very frequently. And this is for the business owners across North America who are asking for help with planning. Their professional advisors are talking to me or to us here at BEI and we're hearing their stories. Mm -hmm. And then I also interact with a fair number of business owners <coughs> directly uh, and in my and in my and my travels in general. Two issues are coming up again and again and again. And I ended up sort of calling them in this talk that I that I participated in. The first one is building value, very common mm -hmm. issue, mm -hmm. really important to lots of business owners. And the other one I called building continuity. And so building value and building continuity are not at first glance 
sort of the same thing or even all that well connected, but they turn out to be really kind of two sides, maybe not of the same coin, but of the same, you know, sort of mm -hmm. cube, maybe. And so I talked about building value, why it's important, why business owners care about it, and what kinds of things are involved, including the importance of dealing with people, the, the role that your people, your employees, your management team, what we sometimes call your key employees can have on the value of your business. And then I jumped over to this other aspect called building continuity, which was, okay, well, how do you smooth out all of the potential ups and downs in your business? Everything from cyber threats to economic threats to uh, uh, developing your business so that it's more stable and less risky, less vulnerable, mm -hmm. and in the end, managing your people so that they can help the business continue through every difficulty, challenge, emergency, transition, people turn out to mm -hmm. be really important mm -hmm. there. And then I kind of brought it all back <coughs> together so that building value includes all these different facets uh, with a heavy dose of emphasis on people and building continuity for a business has lots and lots of different features mm -hmm. and heavily dependent on people. And then I will tie it all together with a conversation that I had with my Uber driver they always have most of the knowledge they in the do. world. They do. Smart yeah, people. Yeah, I found that. So my Uber driver and I, on one of these legs, talked about that the that the uh, the future for him is going to be involve. You know, he seems like a smart guy, pretty independent, pretty self motivated, mm -hmm. doing a lot of different things, including driving. And ta we talked about the need for him to really spend the rest of his life kind of looking forward to the to the things where where a human and what they can contribute will be most valued. I and think I had this Uber driver. You may have. Was it in San Francisco? No. Or was it Indianapolis? Indianapolis. Yeah. So, okay. but very smart guy, yeah. and we talked about the fact that technology, no matter how many improvements we have, no matter how many apps are in the app store, no matter how many uh, new features and technology stacking <clears throat> I can do in my business, there are certain things that you need people to do. So it turns out my Uber driver and the audience nodding their head at this talk mm -hmm. and everyone else that I'm interacting with believes that humans are important, that we're sometimes losing track of them while we talk about millennials have a different work ethic and it's people are never going to stay at their jobs long term. And I think that's all well and good, but that's not who we're really talking about. The people who can transform a business or who can keep it stable during a difficult situation, those are the people that we're really talking about. Mm -hmm. And that is a purely human contribution to the business yeah. and we need and we need to k take care of it. So in your travels and talks, you were in a different part of the country, mm -hmm. then how much did building value or building continuity for the business come into the conversations that you were having? So, right, I was in upstate New York the last couple of days doing something similar to what Elizabeth was doing. And the approach was very different. One, there were no business owners in the audience. Uh, so we talked more about uh, building value, but in more concrete terms, looking at the, at the business. But when we talk about building value and, and continuity, 
the way I approach this a lot, and I think this gives you a good idea that there's just not a single way to do an exit plan. There's a lot of different approaches. It depends on your personality and your experiences, as well as and then fitting that into something that works consistently for all of your clients. Uh, so for me, a lot of the discussion is, first of all, really understanding what the owner wants to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and what their goals are and what they actually do have and getting an accurate view of that. So I spend a lot of time on the very first part of the planning process. What are the goals with some with accuracy? What are the resources they have and that they will need with accuracy? And bringing in the appropriate professionals to make sure that we're correct. And then the next step almost always is that we have to build value to get to what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough value. And the only two people, I guess, that can build value in a company that can be transferred through a continuity plan it has to stem from the owner or the management team. Um, the, it usually, that often that means the owner has to change what they're doing because they're not delegating enough, they've reached the limit of what they can do, and that stifles the growth of the company. Right, and I talked about this in my talk yesterday, that having an owner who does too much and who doesn't delegate interferes or depresses the value of the business. Having them learn to delegate and and recruit and develop mm-hmm. good quality people builds value and then we as a group at, at my talk yesterday we flipped that over to that continuity yeah. side and said, there's no continuity there it supports continuity for the business owner to be pushing Absolutely. their expertise I talked about some clients that I had worked with in the past who they're you know but we all know these people the the real gifts that they have for their business and for for de- generating profit are kind of locked up in their heads so we talked mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. and and how it interferes with business value and it interferes with business continuity. Right. And dealing with that improves both of those situations, not almost yeah. simultaneously. You know, every effort that you make on one side benefits the other. So it's well, like you're talking takes, about the same thing at your talk. Well, it, it, at the end, we are. And it takes two aspects of a business it takes the owner understanding the need for change in his or her role. if. If they are, in fact, not delegating enough, if they do have everything up there. But it also then takes the people side. Mm-hmm. It takes having it developing a management team, the right people doing the right thing at the right time, being properly motivated and incented to grow the business and to continue the business. So I talk a lot about creating transferable value in a business. And what that means is value apart from what the owner provides. So if I want to buy your business, business owner, and you are the business, and you're selling the business because you want to leave it, what am I getting? There's no continuity of value. So it really does come down to that. So a lot of what we do in exit planning is training and motivating the management team. And through the management team, then, we focus on the value drivers, like having a great operating system, a diversity of customer base, all those things that buyers look for, really needs to come through the management team. Mm -hmm. And I have lots of stories now. I think, you know, there's a lot of sort of 
you know, talk about, oh, you know, the next generation of workers and employees mm-hmm. doesn't have the same set of values, which is, it, it, which is true. But what I am also hearing is that there's a story told yesterday in Indianapolis about a company that has two employees who have just turned out to be amazing, just really smart, lots of ideas about moving the company forward, lots of ways that they could build value. That's not what they were calling it as employees. They were just being good at their work, thinking about the future, sort of mm-hmm. sort of just doing all of the things that you hope for. And, and the person who was telling the story then says, these two key people who are making it possible for the owner to do the things with the company that the owner really hoped to be able to do, the two key people are, you know, in their, one's in their early 30s and one's in their late 20s. So I, so I, in some ways, I kind of don't buy the argument that, you know, there's this values kind of gap and, you know, it's difficult, it's difficult yeah. to work together. I think that it's probably always been the case that finding the right people and giving them the opportunity that they need and the challenges that they need mm-hmm. has just always been a difficult thing to do. And it still is. Mm-hmm. But once you do that, if you put in the effort, the rewards are really, yeah. really s- staggering. Yeah, I don't so. see much. I don't. I don't see any problem or any difference in finding and developing good management today versus twenty-five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's that people have these qualities. Of course, as the exit planner, as Elizabeth's talking about these two great employees, I'm thinking immediately of. Boy, how do we make sure these people stay with the company, yeah. that they're motivated to stay with the company, and that if they leave, they can't take customers and employees? So it's the other part of growing a business. You have to grow the value and the revenue, but you have to protect the business from harm internally, which is those, those two employees left the company today and started up a competing firm. It would be tragic for this owner. It would, and a business owner uh, came over to one of our presenters at the end of this event that we did yesterday and, and was kind of telling some stories. Oh, when you talked about the key people and the, you know, these really important employees, it reminded me of some people that I know. And he told, he told a story about an employee who was extremely important to a business absolutely critical and uh was not was not particularly young so in sort of their prime of their working years and it decided to quit their job leave it all behind and um write comic books and i thought well that's interesting what that says to me is that that employee was burned out and did not see a positive future in the work that they were doing Mm -hmm. even though they were critical to the business and i think you know and it was and it was an oversight, not to throw blame, but just to say it wasn't, it wasn't recognized mm-hmm. that that was the situation. Mm-hmm. And so that employee may or may not have said anything. If they did, it may or may not have been heard. Mm-hmm. But what, a, what an incredibly valuable, really, really high quality, very effective person just gives it all up and walks away. What that tells me is that something wasn't fitting right. Right. And so somebody else might say, situation. well, that person was a millennial or that person was a Gen X. Yeah, and that's or they why were they having a midlife crisis yeah. if they were of a certain no, age. It's, it's, we can probably deal with that if we understand where the, these key people are, are coming from and addressing what it is that they would like to see happen right. in the future. And, and I that's, think responding to that in a way that's meaningful is not sort of bowing down to mm-hmm. the employee and letting them call the shots. What it is, is it's a give and take. If I, if I can find a way 
to make my key employees feel happy and rewarded and fulfilled and challenged or whatever it is that they're looking for, <laughs> what I get back is business value, business continuity, yeah. peace of mind. And for me in my world, it's a transferable business, yeah. either to the management team or the kids or a third party exactly. if you have all of that. And that's yeah. what we're trying to get done. Right. So I can think of lots of other things to talk about that would continue on this. I don't know what our time frame is to move forward. Well, I think that probably this sort of, you know, who are we talking to yeah. around the country is good enough. Yeah. And and we'll come back more with future podcasts talking about other people that we're, that we're meeting as we travel around the country and talk to advisors and business owners alike. I'd like to talk more about that so that we can share those conversations with the people who are listening or watching here. And then, and then we can also sort of share some of those additional stories about situations that happen in businesses because we're going to have lots of business owners who are listening to our stories and sort of applying those to themselves and thinking, have I had that situation? What would I have done in that situation? How can I use that to be better informed to make better decisions in the future? So we'll come back with additional episodes of the podcast where we talk about more specific things but as we as I think what we've proven here is that in the last couple of days you and I have spoken with I don't know maybe a hundred a hundred individual mm -hmm. people and maybe more and and a couple of uber drivers and uh, and that's been very informative and, and, and really helpful so I've enjoyed it we'll talk more about that sounds good to me okay that's why we plan thanks for joining us thanks for listening join us for our next episode for more content like this, please visit exitplanning.com.